Hello and welcome to Kicking and Streaming episode 4, our next episode. Next up is next. I see what you did there, Kevin. Yeah, and I should have thought about it more beforehand. <laughs> I kind of just winged it and I don't think it landed. You know, that's I don't all right. think that I enjoyed it and that's really all that matters, right? Yeah. It's well, just me and you. Yeah, my name is and Steve back in his room somewhere. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't come out too many times there. Friend of the pod. Um I'm here with Johnny Lake, my co-host of Kicking and Streaming. If you haven't listened already, he is my roommate and uh, dear close personal friend. Kevin Charles John Hill, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm actually kind of excited for this film because I feel like we're going to get something totally different from Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List. That's, that's very much what I'm expecting too and very much why I'm excited as well. Yeah, I mean, we really went from an indie, basically NYU student film, and now we're going to a Paramount, it looks like? Yeah, it's Paramount. Paramount blockbuster from 2007. With a few, like, I mean, A-listers, straight up, right? Yeah, I mean, we've got, I know the top three are Nicolas Cage. That top billing. Gotta have it. Top billing. And uh, from the Netflix description, playing Chris with no H. Right, the the C R I S, the edgy four letter Chris. Chris Chris. only edgier if he had added an extra S at the end there. Or like an X instead of an S. Ooh, Cricks. 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 That's what I'm gonna name my son. And then, (laughs) uh, and then also, in my opinion, screw Meryl Streep. Okay, one of the most reliable female actors in the biz, Julianne Moore. Oh, I, I completely agree with you. I love Julianne Moore. Yeah. I was talking about Julianne Moore's character in um, Crazy Stupid Love the other yeah. day. Very reliable actress. Uh, I, I, hope the, I hope the majority of the crappiness of this movie comes out in the Nicolas Cage aspect of it in uh, you know kind of the way that Nicolas Cage movies can get crappy. Yeah. And that I hope, I, I hope that it sort of seems more like... You know, the other um, actors on board, um, Jessica Biel as well. Yeah, Jessica um, Biel is the third, and um, she hasn't been in much of late. I, I can't mean, think of she any She probably doesn't film. need to, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess she just cashed in this paycheck from the mid-2000s era. Yeah, she and, really uh, just taking home that next money. Married JT and was like, fuck it, living yeah. out in Memphis, just chilling. I have to say, I mean, I think if I made a made a few great movies, a few eh movies, you know, I, got my nest egg, can, I, I'd probably be happy. Can you name a great Jessica Biel film? Um, there's Chuck and Larry. She's in Chuck and Larry, isn't she? Okay, well, I said and, great. <laughs> okay, and, I don't want I don't want to beef what's this the, episode. Do Kevin. you remember there's beef. a ma- a magician's film like? early 1900s magician film with Edward Norton. I think Paul Giamatti that Jessica Biel's in. I remember liking that when I was a kid, but I this always... This sounds like episode six of Kicking and Streaming. No, no, I think it was a good film. I forget what it is. But I've, I've always, as a kid, really liked magicians. Um, I could probably quote The Prestige more than uh, I should. Um, Mr. Tanju. Yeah, Mr. Tanju. It's not the machine you want, Mr. Tanju. <laughs> Uh, well, well, all right. Well, the Great Danton, <laughs> Sandy Circus. I told you, show the Great Danton. That's a that's a really good Andy Circus role, and one that he didn't have to put on a little green suit for. And Andy Circus was robbed from Best Actor nominee at the Oscars. I think I think he deserved it for Wolfpa. Uh, 
I d- I'm sorry, I lost you. I don't know what you're talking about. Wolf, P- War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he plays. Wolfpa. Wolfpa. War- Wolfpa. Wolfpa. Okay. Wolfpa. You, you did the whole acronym game. Yeah. Well, let's. We're, we're looking at a, an hour and 36. Yeah, uh, we don't want to spend too much time uh, here. Movie here. Let's. I, I'd, I'd, love, uh, I'd love to just get right into the crappiness. Um, yeah, load it now. Start loading on your Netflix yeah, now. Yeah, we'll give you like 15 seconds or so. Yeah. Get your Netflix going. Bef- we got it on zero zero. Yeah. Um, before Johnny, before we start the Johnny, I want to hear your favorite Nicolas Cage film and your biggest guilty pleasure Nicolas Cage film, real quick. Um, would it be okay if they're one and the same? Uh, well, okay, no, but they're not because I just thought of, of of two of two good Nicolas Cage movies, and you can't challenge me that these aren't good movies. Okay. Um, my favorite Nicolas Cage uh, movie, and I I would say it's it's not like a lot of the other Nicolas Cage movies in that he's not the main character. He's like the main character, but he's not ever present, is Con Air. I think he's got a very, he's got a good character in Con Air and one that is like the good guy among a lot of really bad guys. And he's he's just like a slow-talking southerner kind of guy. Yeah. Very simple man. Just trying to be good in this world. Yeah. Um, and then probably my guilty pleasure would be National Treasure, which I haven't seen in a very long time. But, you know, there's yeah. nothing like walking up to your friend and just saying, we're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yes. That was like a... That was a that was, that was, that was the a hot meme thing to before, say yeah. in like 2004. That was a like middle school meme. I, when, like I, a when I saw the movie joke middle school, to say I thought once that was friends. a really good movie. Yeah, uh, we watched it, I remember, in history class in eighth grade. And I remember being in eighth grade, and this is like a very Kevin Hill story, is I remember being in eighth grade and thinking like, I don't think this is a historically accurate movie. <laughs> like, I don't think this is what we should be watching in history class. I was hoping that's what you meant by think, this is a very Kevin Hill yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I think the teacher was uh, pretty, pretty hungover. Yeah. The show National Treasure. Substitute or a hungover yeah. young teacher kind of day. Yeah, that's when it's like, fuck it. Just <laughs> All right, All right and, and with that, fuck it. Let's get into it. Uh, I'm going to count, yeah. count you down so you can sync up the time with us. We're at yeah. zero, zero. But we'll start in three, two, one, go. Paramount stars. Yeah. So th- this is the part of the podcast, Kevin, where you and I have nothing to say about how crappy the movie is because it's still just going through. It's uh, Yeah, so far so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The logo's loading. Paramount's a Viacom company. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing like a nice iconic mountain range. Yeah. Okay. A little smoky here. Oh, is this? Uh, this is gonna be what? Uh, Revolution. You know what I? I actually just thought about, and I, I hadn't thought of it before. Please, we got plenty of time. Apparently. <laughs> I really hope we don't uh, run into any Weinstein Company movies. Oh yeah. Because I think I'm gonna I'm gonna object to that. Well, you can't watch any like Quentin Tarantino movies now, because they were all Weinstein Company. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a little bit of a problem with, you know, some of the Quentin Tarantino movies independent of Harvey Weinstein's involvement in them. Mm, okay, let's uh, save that for next episode. Yeah, we're going to have to. Mm-hmm. Even though they're really trying to do, like, the credits from Seven right here or something. Yeah, like a, we're in the intro credits budget. now, and it's edgy. Ooh. So there we got our title, Next. Next. That typeface, I don't know, man. Yeah. Their kerning is 
all off. All right, Johnny, it's time to play. Do you know any of these other actors? And I actually game? have heard of Tori Kittles before. Peter, no, I okay, so I I gave us the rundown last uh-huh. week. Yeah, I gave the little synopsis and Tori Falk, Tori, uh, no, sorry, Tori Peter Kittles, Falk. Peter Falk, um, and uh, Kretschmann. I I forgot what his first name is. I've heard of all these people before. What? And yes, I honestly have. What? You've heard of Tori Kittles? Who's Tori Kittles? You're gonna make me do this. All right. No, don't. Don't pull out the phone and then pull up Wikipedia like you already knew who Tori Kittles was. I'm going to tell you, Do you who Tori you Kittles is. You know who Tori Kittles is. Looks at Come Wikipedia. On, you, you don't know who Tori Kittles is? You don't know who Tori Kittles is? Click, 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 click. Come on. God, this is taking long. Is this, oh, oh, the Philip Golden K. Man Dick. By Philip K. Dick. Okay, so we knew it was based on a Philip K. Dick story. Oh, yeah. We talked about that last episode. So, based on the fact that there are a lot of uh, pictures of... Um, of watches in the in the credits opening credits sequence. I'm gonna have to take a, a shot in the dark and say this is gonna have to do a time travel in some way. Yeah, I'll have a martini at this diner <laughs> at ten in the morning. At ten in the morning, <laughs> for sure. Where are the other customers? <laughs> oh, so guys, this is gonna be a recurring theme. Time. I'm just gonna call it right here. As oh he boy. looks at the second clock. Oh boy. Give me one he more clock. Come on. Come on. The clock. Oh. Oh. I think he's waiting for someone. Oh. Okay, this is. I think, like this because this is long haired Nicolas Cage. Do you think Nicolas Cage is good at looking forlorn? Um. I. Oh, uh, this is a do you think this song always plays when you walk into a Las Vegas casino? Personally, I feel like this is like the has. theme of Las Vegas from, you know. It's it's this one, and then after 5 a.m., it turns to, um, uh, This town yeah. is a make-you town. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we're looking at Oh, not many people in the crowd. here. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage, and people don't seem too impressed. From the Orient. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> We're just going right. <laughs> We're just going Are you into. Ready, Kevin? This film doesn't hold up. <laughs> Crowd work, am oh, I right, Kevin? Man. Am I right? It, he's. Oh man. <laughs> I've seen worse crowd work than open Kittles. mic. I bet that's, that's Tori Kittles. Kittles. Yeah, double check the Google yep, images it now. Is. It is. Yep. Confirmed. Google images. This is a lot of setup for one joke. Spooky. Somebody say. Julianne Moore is not spooky? convinced. <laughs> Ju- Julianne Moore is how I would be at this magic show. I'm That's not. True. I'm not mad. Like I'm not like. Oh, she's overacting it. If I were, Twitter, I'd be like, I oh say, god. If I were Twitter, I would say Julianne Moore is all of us. Mm-hmm. 
There's a cop right behind him, and he's like, sir, you can't. (laughs) You probably can do that in Vegas. I mean, what can't you do in Vegas? I guess so, yeah. When you're the 30-second hottest best magician in Las Vegas, you can do whatever you want. Kevin, if you ever wear a tux with a frilly shirt like that, will you promise to take a picture of yourself and send it to me? I'm wearing something like that to your wedding, buddy. No, you're not. (laughs) Yes, I am. Because you're going to be in the party, and I'm not going to let that happen. Oh well, um, <laughs> you're Sorry, in for a little bit of supply. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to make this touching and heartfelt. Oh my god, man! All right, so now now we're at the blackjack table. No, not blackjack. I'm sorry, poker. Okay. So we're getting some exposition. <coughs> That's good. So he can see in the future two minutes. Oh, this is good. I like seeing behind the scenes at a Vegas casino. Yeah. There's no better scene. Oh, you know. Frank Cadillac, the famous Vegas performer. His, wait. His name is Frank Cadillac? Are you more upset at his first or last name? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> what if it were Francis Cadillac? That'd be better, right? Well, that's probably his birth name. <laughs> Frank for short. Is that Fred Savage there on the walkie-talkie? Okay. Oh, dude, that's so deep. I'm that's 14, and that is so deep. <laughs> Here's the thing about the future. It changes every time. That is just the wrong thing to do. <laughs> oh, my God. Nicolas Cage did not see that coming. No, he did, and he's about to walk up there. Oh. I like how that, like, made Nicolas Cage, like, oh, so he's a good guy. But then the people, like, are already, like, get him. (laughs) He's a bad guy. Yeah. You know? And did you see his nonchalant run away, too? Yeah. This is... Oh, that was really well done. Did he just do a bump? Uh, (laughs) It looked very much like he just did a bump. Okay, we are on cocaine watch now. (laughs) Was is the character or is Nicolas Cage doing cocaine <laughs> in this movie? We are on cocaine watch. Oh, another another sig. See, that's the thing about Vegas, Kevin. Yeah. Anything goes in Vegas. I'll tell you one thing though. This movie makes Vegas look glamorous for sure. Oh, but he's using the future to hide. Isn't that clever? I mean. Sometimes I try to hide in the future, too. Never ends up working, really. Mm-hmm. It, always, mm. it always ends up coming back to bite me in the ass. Yeah? Yeah, you can't fuck around with time, man. Well, Nicholas, this whole movie is about fucking around with time, apparently. I mean, that's why it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Mm-hmm. I imagine there will be very little Gift shop, gift shop, gift shop! As to the machinations of time in this universe, they will, they will do they will put in no effort to explain how the time travel actually works. 
No, he can just see two minutes in the future. You don't think he'll actually travel at all in time? He's, he's just a seer? Yeah, no, he's more just like a guy who can see what's going to happen two minutes into the future, and um, that's how he's hiding from these guys, because he can see where they're coming from. Wow. Oh, this is actually a decent Speaking scene. Speaking of wedding party. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I don't know if I'll ever get married, and uh, I did kind of make a promise I can't totally keep because I don't know if there will be a wedding party. There may not even be a wedding, you know, but, right. but this is all to say that you mean a lot to me, Kevin. Well, at some point, then I got to wear that. <laughs> that you will. You, uh, you, yeah. you know what? Maybe I'll just make the frilly shirt the, the, the dress code for... Yeah. The, the poor. Uh, the next big event in your life, I'm going to wear the frilly uh, shirt. It's my birthday in a couple months. I want to be more coming out of nowhere. <laughs> I want you to forget that you said that in about <laughs> so like four five to five years. years yeah, okay. and then I'll, I'll bring out the frilly shirt. And you'll be like, oh, that Nicolas Cage film next. Yeah. And you won't be able to name a scene from this film, but you'll remember the frilly shirt thing. No, I think I might actually remember that that him getting away in the casino, because that was actually somewhat well done. As of right now, where I stand, I don't, I don't think it's a bad movie yet. I mean... I mean, it's not a great movie, but it's a, it's a good time I will waster. give it credit. It's, it's not popcorn. cutting away as... Ooh, green screen. That, <laughs> that was the worst shot yet in the it's movie. Like the, Oh. oh, oh! But here we go. So Nick, Nick oh, Cage is gonna have that's awful, bad. Oh. awful things happen. To that him is not a real train. Movie. That was that was some bad CGI there. Oh boy! I mean, it's like the be, film her. So we were giving him. So now he knows oh. he's gotta be going faster than eighty because oh. right, he was going eighty. Yeah, because he's only going he eighty. Down. Yeah, so now he's going super fast so the train don't hit him. Okay, so now he's going faster than a hundred. <laughs> I call bullshit. Wow. Face there? Yeah. You know the face you make when you turn left? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is when they realize he actually did have a gun. This is going to be a great scene. Okay. Wait, Russia's bad guys in this film? It feels appropriate. <laughs> Man, Julianne Moore is going to actually put some structure into this movie. And it's gonna it's gonna be end up being the good part of the movie. Yeah. She's the she's the cop who thinks outside the box, or or like the law enforcement figure that thinks outside the box and mm -hmm. wants to wants to believe in the possibility of of the supernatural or abnormal. I'm excited. Yeah, I, this is gonna be about reality versus Nick Cadre <laughs> with a little bit of. Russian nuclear capability. Kevin, um, 
I just I just thought of this uh, a terrifying universe. Oh which, wait wait. Oh, is that a Nicholas Nick Cage bond? Nick Cage bond. Kevin, that was just one sandwich. I don't think it was a sandwich. I think it was money. Oh. You know, sandwiches. This is such a smartly written film. (laughs) That sandwiches don't mean sandwiches. I know, right? I never would have thought of that. Frank Cadillac. Chris Johnson is his real name, Frank Cadillac's stage name. I say combine the two, Chris Cadillac. Why didn't they go with that? I really don't get it. I don't know. You remember this earlier today? <laughs> earlier tonight? Two minutes ahead or something. <laughs> it's like he just knows what we're gonna do. It's like he was aware of the future. <laughs> How long do you think it's gonna take him to work out that Nicolas Cage can see two minutes into the future? Okay, I'm gonna say. Like, it's explicitly acknowledged by either the Julian Moore, Tori Kittles, or mm-hmm. that guy. Um, I'm going to say we got about another hour. Well, no, it's only an hour and a half movie, so I'm going to say 45 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to say 50. I'm going gonna, I'm to... I'm definitely going to try to price this right you there. Yeah. Fair enough, man. There's... Oh, wait, did he actually shave? No, no. He, <laughs> he took actually shaved strokes, there. wiped all the rest I of the I think he still had um, a 5 o'clock shadow there. This, this guy is in Ozark. Oh, yeah? He is. He's also an FBI agent in Ozark, so maybe he's, uh, he's the token boring white FBI agent. He's being typecast. You should really get on uh, Hollywood's ass about that. Yeah, you know, white men are so disadvantaged in Hollywood. Hey, remember when I was in an earlier rush from the cops and said I need to go and hand you sandwiches? Let's just play a game of billiards. You know how you always wear a coat or a jacket while playing billiards? Yeah, me too. Mobility sucks, right? Yeah. That looks like a, a, a leather jacket that does not have a lot of give to it. Mm-mm. I wouldn't be wearing that if I were actually slapping the billiard cue around. So has he, he he's keeps shooting, so has he been making those balls into uh, And he's standing in the pockets? same place, too, so yeah. he's shooting them really well so that he doesn't have to move. So you're telling me the white ball just came right back to where he was, yeah. and then he shot it again? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Yeah, I think there's a reason they shot uh, away from the billiards table there. Yeah, we are no longer looking. <gasps> 
All right, you know what? How'd she find him so fast? The twist is going to be 10 minutes from the end is that Julian Moore also can see two minutes into the future. Oh. Brother, sister? Brother, sister? Are we just... We're, it's brother, it's always going to come back to a freaking Luke Leia thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? People will never get over the brother, sister plot line. The mm-hmm. long lost sibling. You know, I used to know. How come a he didn't know that she was walking in? Or did he allow her to walk in? Selective attention, my friend. No nonsense from this one. She got him. She got him there. She mind got games. him there. <laughs> Somebody just got mind games. No good deed goes unpunished. How many more uh, classic idioms are we going to hear? Kevin, you know what? I think you could play a Julianne Moore character if you really wanted to. You you probably uh, probably a little too tall. Spunky, you, spunky, tall, blonde. Yeah, you could probably lose a few pounds. But uh, oh, jeez, oh, yeah, call sorry, me out. Man. You're, I mean, you're getting really buff. You're getting really buff lately. You're a little too buff. Oh boy, really? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you know what they say about I'm kidding. It happens after the truth. <laughs> So please. I'd love to indulge your feelings, but I'm an FBI agent right now. Or is she a U.S. Marshal? Okay, we'll tell by the hats. FBI. Is it? Yeah. Because you know how the FBI always... Oh, nope, he's falling into the future. You know how the FBI always wears FBI hats, you know? Yeah. Because they're supposed to be secret driving up, but someone's like, hey, you're wearing FBI hats. <laughs> hey, who are you guys? Yeah. We're wearing hats, dumbass. You're either a tourist in the Bahamas or actual FBI when you wear an FBI hat. So he saw all the way back to before Julianne Moore even. Oh. Oh. This is good. Here's the thing about this film. When you're not paying attention, it kind of seems more clever than it actually <laughs> yeah. is. Well, no, it's not that we're not paying attention. It's that we're being assholes and making fun of it. Yeah. Oh, this oh, guy is this so Russian. Russian. <laughs> like, like way too obviously yeah. Russian. The way they're dressed, the way they have just the He's slightest Russian accent. He's wearing a suit than everyone yeah. else. He's like, I am FBI. I have a few questions for you. I have, oh! I have a few questions. I have, I have silencer. Silencer's very, uh... It's very Russian. Russian gun, yes. Yeah. Oh, now the Russian killer is treating his victim with respect. Oh, well, Well, he sort just of. pulled out a knife there. He also just pulled out a switchblade, yeah. so maybe not. Oh, is this our, is this so, our Jessica Biel who has yet to appear? So you think Jessica... Okay, so... 
All right, is Jessica Biel a dead lover? Okay. Because she's not appeared no, in I the think, real time. I, <gasps> Did he just start the day over? Yeah, I think or, he's still got the same jacket on, that great jacket. I really hope I he mean, wears that jacket, jacket throughout like that, the whole film. I'd wear it a lot, too, Throughout man. the whole film. He definitely bought this at a thrift store like four days ago and is trying to get the most mileage out of that jacket because he thinks it's the coolest thing he just bought. Oh, is he living the same day over again? No, he's. I think he has a future vision of her and he's waiting for her to appear in a future vision. And here she is. Oh. Okay, that is a little creepy if he's like, she's the woman of my dreams. I saw her in my dreams. And he's never talked to her. Yeah. Well, She'll definitely think you're cool if you're drinking a martini at 9 a.m. And staring at her. And as staring she walks at her. By. All so she Kevin, wants Kevin, is. You're, you walk yeah. into a diner and you then walk down the row of the bar and someone's. and No, not someone. Nicholas Cage is just staring at you a like 45 that. 45 year old man with hair like that and what a jacket like that. What do you do? <sighs> man, I basically just sit next to him and go, buy me a bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> I had a crazy night last night, Nick. Want to hear about it? Yeah. I got so drunk last night. It's like, get out of here, rookie. Yeah. Oh, dude. See, this is the thing, like, even if I saw her in my dreams, I would never do. Yeah, good. Good, Jessica. Yeah, see, you don't you don't have yeah. to you don't have to put up with it. Oh wow, no! How, wait, how many times are we gonna do that? <laughs> how many times are we gonna do that? We Kevin? keep forgetting you can see two minutes in the future. One more time. All right, is it? Are they gonna go back again? Yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> you got a light? She doesn't smoke. He's gonna go back again. Wow! Wow! Okay, so this is part love story. Oh, good, good, good! Oh, I like. This. I hope okay, he's not so able to find a way. This is kind of cute and funny now. Cute and funny and like a, oh, yes, cause that's such a Vegas suit. Yeah. That's like the boyfriend from of Emma Stone's character in La La Land. They just kind of dress him up in like the douchiest, douchiest colors they can. And it's like this is a douchman McDouchebag. Yeah, that's his, that's actually that's what his uh, yeah, that's, that's what appears next to the actor's name in the script. In the, in the yeah in the script and in the end credits. Is that Dane Cook? That's Dane Cook and Tom Cruise. If they had <laughs> the same they had age child. child. <laughs> <laughs> who is three years younger than Dane Cook and 12 yeah. years younger than Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he goes for the forceful handhold disc. So this guy's an asshole. That's good. We're establishing that early. Oh, you couldn't tell by his jacket and hair and everything no, I, I, about him? It was his jawline that, that tipped it off. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, so this is like um, a type of like male fantasy porn. Almost, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yes. You're beating up a douchebag in front of the girl and that you want magic to be tricks. with, as well as performing magic tricks. Yeah. But Jessica Biel just wants. Oh. Out. He's gonna allow him to punch him. Yep. 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 His name's Kendall. I thought I thought Nick Cage was making fun of him by saying Kendall. <laughs> but apparently the name the man's name is Kendall. Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so it only took fourteen uh, tries, but he yeah. figured out how to be Jessica Beale's dreamboat. So you have to raise your hand to me and I'll let our listeners know. At what point you're tired of this gimmick? Okay. And I'll do the same. Okay. And um, are we gonna let our listeners know, or, or is yeah, that just gonna be you, our secret? You know, well, Johnny will be like, um, you know, you'll be like, I'm proud to announce that Kevin Hill has grown tired of this gimmick. Okay. And I'll announce it for you. Because do you feel like you'll get tired of it in in one portion of the movie, one part of the movie before the other part? Well, I feel like we've already kind of seen what we needed to like an escape you know like a get in the girl yeah you know we saw a car version yeah escaping the fbi mm-hmm. i mean what else can we use this uh scene two minutes in the future for kevin yeah i think we're gonna find out i think we are too <laughs> let's let's listen to this conversation He's going to do a magic trick. Can you just sit in that fucking booth? See, that, that, now this is what I hate about movies. And I actually wrote a blog post on this, but it's just like, it's just hyper focused on like the male fantasy. Of the legs out of the booth. <laughs> yeah. And just being like, can we get a rod? For those of you that got that reference. Good on you. Props to you. It's an old meme. An oldie but a goodie. Mm. Driving across Nevada. That is... I don't think... Ugh. I want to go to the American Southwest again. Oh, this is that's green screen. That's really oh, bad that's green bad green screen. Oh, that's bad green screen. Oh, that's bad. That's truly bad. That's bad. <laughs> Her hair's blowing, though, so it must be real. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Johnny. <laughs> See, now here's... Two big name actors in a high budget movie talking about destiny versus agency and predestination and whether life is preordained or not and whether fate is a real thing. And that's a very interesting conversation to have with anyone, especially people that you like talking to. But with Jessica Biel and Nick Cage, we were able to reduce it to a 14 second meaningless 
uh, exchange. And yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You know what that's called? It's called good writing. No. <laughs> that might be one that we that we yeah. call back to. That's good writing, indeed. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, there. no, no. I think that is good writing. Um, but that's one one of the ten screenwriters who had a very different vision of what this movie is about. He got that scene, and then he, he they left that little chunk, and that's all he wrote from that screenplay. And it was replaced replaced by like nine dudes writing like Nicholas Cage pushes down the gas pedal, drives <laughs> yeah. 120 miles per hour, best moving train. Nick Cage dodges punches for 15 seconds while talking suavely to a woman. Julian Moore yells at subordinates, God damn it, get me! <laughs> what is she getting, Kevin? Find me, Nicholas Cage! <laughs> <laughs> See, right even, away, e- I don't care. Even in Nicholas Cage movies, Nicholas Cage can't escape his own universe. Yeah. Oh, oh, docs. Okay, docs. Gee, I, I have nothing wrong with Classic going to the docs. Classic action set I am, piece. I am ready for the docs, especially if... And We're going to see our Russians. There, it, it's bad action, because mm-hmm. bad action is good action at the docs, can, especially can, if there are warehouses at the docs, Kevin. Uh, look at him with that toothpick. So cool. So fucking cool. Yeah, you know, it uh, It helps to be a, an attractive blonde Russian and yeah. not uh, Dimitri from the corner store in uh, in, in oh. St. Petersburg. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, be careful with this box. It might have nuclear warheads. Uh, just be careful with the plastic wrap. Kevin, that accent sounded actually a little bit more Lithuanian than mm. Russian. I want to apologize to everybody out there. I hope you understand that uh, my accents are just awful. Kevin, that's what we love about you. Yeah, my bad accents in my inappropriate timing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so we found the warhead now. With help from the... Uh, oh, this is getting political. Yeah. See, if we are to assume that based on the skin color and race of the men touching the warheads is to indicate their countries or their, mm-hmm. uh, you know, their their, you know, their country's involvement, then we are also looking at... Uh, some Asian influence in this storyline. North Korea! Anyway, here we go. We're in so the- we actually did get a Korea yeah. shout-out earlier in the movie. That's yeah. Chekhov's Korea. Yeah. Oh, see, it's so hard to say shit with a Russian accent. That guy's British. Oh, so these are just, this is a classic action movie trope. The uh, foreign Europeaner, you know what I'm saying? Like the, like, European people with a mixture of accents, but they're all kind of the same because they're all from the roguish group of Europeans. Okay. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I I understand the concept of the group. What is this group's function? Uh, To get the Russian nuclear capability launch, everything work fine. Everything runs smoothly. No problems, boss. So we're saying there's a coalition of mixed European uh, troublemakers mm-hmm. that, that want to set off a bomb in yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah. So Jessica Biel and Nick Cage just drove out into the desert. Yeah. Oh, see, I could uh, I could go for that. Yeah. I could go there. 
Not gonna say hi to the other person playing checkers? No, just Sam. No, just Sam. Don't fall off. Oh, look at that waterfall. Magical. Really magical. <laughs> that bag basically just filled the whole other bag. Did they just walk down from the top of the Grand Canyon down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon? Yeah, but God, does that look magical. That looks nice. So we're interacting with a group of, like, Native yeah. people, like, Native American, like, descent yeah. tribe uh, folks. Yeah. And I, I like that they're uh, I like that they're bringing that into it. You know, if, yeah. if they're using Las Vegas as a backdrop, it helps to have some sort of stake in the game with uh, people that you know live on and respect yeah. the land. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so we just we just, we just did, did just miss the classic. I'm a school teacher teaching kids, and is that your boyfriend? You know, trope where they're like, he's looking at you like, uh, you know, my. Mom loves my, you know, dad. <laughs> my mom loves my groundskeeper. That's <laughs> right. Magic rock. Okay, Kevin, Kevin, I'm going to take a shot in the dark and, and just, just guess that we're going to get a magic trick right here. Yeah. Oh, oh. He turned a rock into a, a salamander. He won't bite. Bites I've him. seen the future. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, let me get that salamander back from you. <laughs> He won't bite you. I've seen the future. Gotta, oh, wait, actually it does. <laughs> I, I gotta say that eight-hour hike down into the bottom of the canyon really uh, livened up my day. Do you know what I like about this movie? I don't even think we're 30 minutes in, and they're already in love with each other. They are. Yeah. They've Mostly known because each other he's really creepy hours. and Silence of the Future. So we're reinforcing the mm -hmm. Julianne Moore as yeah. a hard-ass cop bit by having her at the shooting range oh! where she does a thing where she has to push down the dummy yeah. and then shoot it in the face. Yeah, shouldn't they be trying to find Nicolas Cage instead of going to the shooting range? No, they're too busy training. Oh, yeah, Gotta right. train sometime. So now it's nighttime and it's raining mm -hmm. and Nick Cage oh. is driving and and they're doing the Wow, okay, they're doing mm. the Jessica Beale falling asleep leaning onto the shoulder yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, uh, of um, in in the oh, world of sorry. music uh, sorry, in the world of movie tropes, Kevin. Where does this one lie for you? The 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 two people who don't know each other that well? Sharing a long drive and one of them falling asleep on the shoulder it's of the other. It's half movie trope, half fan fiction for me. Yeah? Yeah. I like rain. I like rain. I like turtles. 
I hate sand. It's coarse. That's honestly, that's what I thought and at it gets first. Everywhere. When he said he likes rain, I was like, I don't I like, like rain. rain. It's, it's wet. all wet. <laughs> and and it, it gets, gets everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> True story. You know what is kind of funny? What? Is we've had so little time since the future gimmick. I kind of missed the gimmick. Do you miss the gimmick? Do you, so do you like the I want to see gimmick? what their next gimmick is. Okay, so you, with do, the future. You, do you want the one where he keeps going back to try to do something right over and over again? Or he just repeatedly gets future glimpses but can, but but is like working around the situation he's in and always doing the right thing because he can see into the future. Oh, Which was, do you like? That was more? a lot of words, Johnny. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I gotta work on my brevity. No, no worries. I think word. what I'm looking for is um, <laughs> did you see that photo in the cage? Zoom in. Enhance. 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 Zoom in. Yeah, take those four pixels and make mm. them four thousand. I guess. Oh, we needed the scene where the, um, uh, you know, the uh, front desk person was like, "We only got one room. It's a queen yeah. bed." <laughs> yeah, we didn't get this, the, the yeah. check in. We didn't get the check in yeah. scene. Uh, there's only one bed. So half Cage half movie trope, half porn walk- trope. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Nick Cage immediately walks to the. The, the fireplace and starts up the fire yeah. that was made, that was constructed. All he had to do was light a match and, and stick it down on the bottom of the yeah, but he's so the cool. There. What? So the Zen Master. Right, as someone who writes Kevin, comedy, I'll, I'll, what? I'll, I'll retell that one for you. Okay, please. So the Zen Master goes up to the hot dog stand and he says, Yeah, I'll have one with everything. Uh, it's actually better if you say it. Yeah, make me one with everything. So a Zen Master goes up to uh, a cheesesteak place. And he and goes, Yeah, whiz wit. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder yeah. there. No, I wanted you to finish it. Good, good, I'm glad. Just as um, I want Jessica Biel to finish this goddamn crappily written romance plot. I'm glad we're not, like, force-feeding the audience, like, look, Jessica Biel is sexy shots. Like, they had the opportunity for that right there. I don't think we're done, man. I think another one's probably is coming. Is he sleeping in his car? Yeah. What gentleman? He doesn't want to make No, he's not a gentleman because he can see into the future and he knew that if he was like, one bed, I'll take left, you take right. She'll be like, gross, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and this one, he's, he's like, I'll take the car. And she's like, oh, gentlemen. He's like, that's the best option. It's the best option I have. See, I'm the idiot that's fooled in this movie. Yeah. You're letting movie magic dictate that they actually are falling in love. Yeah. When it's just two actors on a set in California soundstage. Oh, this guy. Not Michael Keaton. <laughs> hey, in case you guys forgot, we're the FBI. I do love 
seen FBI rooms in movies because there's always the people who are paying attention, the people who aren't paying attention, like that guy with the glasses right there. <laughs> he looked over for a second, like yeah. what she was saying was important, like, and then he's I like, ah, no, I yeah. already heard this. And this seems like a group meeting, where, but like half people are like listening in and half people are like, oh, I'm just on my computer. Yeah, it's a conversation that's loud enough for it to interrupt all the work everyone in the room is doing. Yeah. And but they're he... only involved three people. Yeah. And wasn't he like, listen up, y'all. What are we doing? <laughs> Everybody, all the extras are like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to all the like, like, yeah, this is the part where I can tune out and stare at my monitor. Yeah. I'm so excited for these three plots to converge. Is is that the actor from Trainspotting? No. Oh my god! If only it were. I forget. It what looks his name like is. the actor from Trainspotting. That. Y- you mean the super awkward guy oh. with the bug eyes? Yeah, the guy who poops the blankets. Have you seen T two? No, I want to though. We should see it. Yeah. Next time. Remember okay. when you were like, they're not doing any sexy Jessica Biel shots? Remember, remember 45 <laughs> John, seconds ago, John, Kevin? Johnny, for, <laughs> Johnny for the listener, is he's a little flushed. He's looking down. He's shaking his I'm head. He's, he's a little ashamed. He gave the movie credit before. Hey, <laughs> everyone it. out there, do you remember a minute and a half ago where I was like, I like how they're not forcing the Jessica Biel is hot uh, you know, shots mm. down our throat. Uh have we heard... F- they are now. I mean, I've thrown out a few F-bombs here, and I apologize for our younger viewers, but is this a PG-13 movie or an R movie? That's something I'm going to have to Google. Oh. Oh. All right, so this is the gimmick. This is a gimmick here. Yep. Yeah, it's got to be. He said that was a crime. I didn't hear exactly what he said. Oh. Oh man. That um. That wasn't a gimmick. Ah, uh, this. This plot is moving along. See that CGI? I yeah, can see the ripples CGI. of CGI in that shot. This is. Wow. Hey, I mean. As someone who used to work in the VFX industry, it, it, it is a little painful to watch. So they're not listening. They don't have the the headphones, or not the headphones, the whatever you call them. Helicopter. The helicopter. The helicopter no, phones. they're behind them. You see it? They're like behind yeah, Tori Kill's head. wearing them? Yeah, shouldn't they be wearing those? I mean, Apparently I, they I can just hear each other. I don't think you have to be, but it's probably kind of loud, right? You might not be able to yeah. hear each other. But also, if I were in a helicopter, I'd want to hear what the pilots were talking about. Mm-hmm. And just another not anything shown of Jessica Biel. So we were wrong in the last scene, maybe, potentially, about this being the gimmick. Let's... This is real. This is a real romance. This is how all, you know, uh uh-oh. Oh, no. We're going back. Oh, so it's kind of like he's always just seeing the future, you know? He's never right here. He's always out there. 
See, that was another piece of the original screenplay from the original writer. Yeah. That got left in before all this uh, Euro bad guys and Julianne Moore, you know, like tough cop scenes were put in. Yep. Where'd you get those groceries? So it seems like Julianne Moore... Watch out for that car! <laughs> Very close. That car was not was stopping for her. Oh, and that car pulled over. Yeah. That's the F- Yeah. Oh, we got the FBI. Why? Okay, I think we missed the whole point of... Uh-oh. If someone flashed me an FBI badge, I still wouldn't get in the car. Yeah, I'm gonna need to be very, very convinced that the person's law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I think we missed the point of why the uh, Europeans are going after. Um, Do the Europeans Nicholas know Cage? about? They, they keep, the Europeans kept saying Johnson. Yeah, and that's his name, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Okay, I, I wasn't. Positive. Former uh, NFL running back. That's true. And probably a lot of other Chris Johnsons out there. If you're Chris Johnson, uh, feel free to email us at Kicking and Streaming Pod. Coming back to what you were yeah. asking earlier, Kevin, oh, yeah. this, is, this movie is PG-13. Oh, okay. So. Uh, oh, she just said shit. Oh, yeah. Leverage. Oh, wow. Julianne Moore being mean. Not tough, mean. The tough cop. Yeah. But, you know, such an allegory for the U.S. government. Jeez. God, it knows what it has to do, but it has to crack a few eggs to do it. Yeah. All right, so the Europeans know that the FBI is involved. And the Europeans know... Chris Johnson's involved with Jessica Biel. So we're saying it's like the EU versus America here? Is that what we're saying, Kevin? Um, probably something like that. That was in the original script by the original writer. Yeah, and which, which we're going to respect. Yeah. Hey, I haven't put my shirt on yet. Hi. Nice one, man. have a present for me? Oh, thanks. They've known each other for less than 24 hours. Yeah. And they're at, like, the... They're in love. They're in love. I hate movies, Kevin. They're I hate in them. love. I don't Life like movies. Life can just movies. change like that. I don't like movies. Well, you... 
picked a dumb freaking podcast to start. Yeah, I, I don't know what <laughs> I was someone thinking. Someone who doesn't like movies. It's a podcast about watching bad movies. Everyone's checking their watch. Yeah. Two minutes. But are you going to put that orange juice in the fridge? Is she going to put, like, the entire pill in his drink? Is that how this is going to work? Is she going to crush up the pill? Take off the jacket. Crush that pill. She's pouring drink. really taking her time. Yeah. Another look at the watch. Sponsored oh. by Geneva. Ooh. What, you got a little theory? No, no, no. It was just, that was, that was a nice little, uh, a nice little actually somewhat artistic mm -hmm. cut there. Jessica Biel looks down at her watch. Quick cut to Julianne Moore looking at her watch. Thanks for making coffee, Nate. Hey, no problem, you're Nate. <laughs> no, it would be, uh, what's a nice Goff. European name? Just, just Goff is his Goff. first name. Goff and, um, are you saying Garth, but with No, Goff. G-O-F-F. -F. Okay. Maybe, um. Renault. Oh, Renee. 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 Renee Goff and Renee. Yeah. And double snipes. Yeah, the two snipers. Oh, no, she's a spotter. There's no silencer on a sniper. I don't think... That's not possible. Yeah. That's not... <sighs> so, so, so the Europeans know what Jessica Biel's trying to do. Um, I don't know. And I think... But they're trying to get a... Don't do it, Jess. Oh. So she just put... I, I don't think that's how pills work. A pill that big, you can't just mm. drop it in a fucking glass. Hey, this other gray t-shirt fits great. How many gray t-shirts do you have in your... <laughs> He's in love with her, man. And she's like... Dude, she seems this really was a one-night stand. For someone yeah. who has known him for 18 hours. Yeah. <gasps> So, so they're both fully committed to this person. Yeah. Well, Nick Cage has known the Jessica Biel character for a little bit longer than the Jessica Biel character has known Chris. Well, they're in love with each other. Kevin, is it true? Everything. It's all true. Leave the past. <laughs> I was trying to do a pork voice. <laughs> that was actually pretty good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Cage is ready. Mm. Boxing's on HBO at 8.30 in the morning, apparently. What is broadband noise reduction? That's that's three words. Anybody got together. some internet looks me up season? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> looks me up season. Anybody got that 
dial-up filter filtration. Oh, <laughs> he's selling it. He's selling it. He's gonna sell. It'd be funny if he was pretending to drink the orange juice, but then he, it was just like dripping down. <laughs> like, I think they bought it. <laughs> he comes in in just an orange juice drenched gray shirt. Uh, that, the, that, that MMA fight or whatever it was that he turned on the TV, it just ended because I saw the ref waving, waving off the winner. So they better get moving. Yeah. No more Broadband, broadband noise, noise reduction for you. <laughs> Whenever um, you're, you know, loud or something out in the living room, I'm trying to sleep, I'm going to just text you, uh, can we get some broadband noise reduction? Broadband noise reduction. <laughs> yeah, well, now we got a pancakes commercial, or a waffle, grilled cheese maker. Oh, he's proven that he knows the future to her. Wow. Oh, that's uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Love. Strange Love, or the longer title that I don't remember. And uh, I think it's uh, or how I how I how I learned to love the bomb. Yeah, something longer something, than that. Something like that. How I learned to stop worrying and love the the uh, nuclear bomb. Mm. We're close. We're getting closer. Yeah. So that was that. That was another gimmick. Okay. 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 Oh, no. 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 We wanted to. We, we, Oh. Wow. Do you say that to all the girls? <laughs> yes, you have, dude. Did you not remember the diner scene? How how many days do you think he went to that diner in a row? Was it just the two that we saw? Do you think they wrote this movie and then were like, "Wow, this movie could actually be pretty good," and then like, kind of the production company like got casting going, and they were like, "Wow, well, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get Nick Cage for the for the for the lead role," and the, all the writers and the people working on the movie were like. Oh, so so that's what this is gonna be then. <laughs> I think we we've established that um, this definitely was trying to have a. I mean, this is based on a short story by Philip K. Dick, so clearly this was trying to be something bigger than a Nicolas Cage popcorn, twenty-five million dollar budget action movie. You're right. Yeah. Someone got the rights for the Philip K. Dick short story and was like, I have the greatest screenplay idea. I just spent all my money to get this, the rights to this sh- adapting this short story. And then he writes the adaption. And these and, and, Hollywood and like hacks are like... The Hollywood hacks buy it for a shitload of money and he's psyched. And then... No, yeah, they just take it. Yeah, They take it and they turn it into a Nicolas Cage movie.
So it might be weeks, it might be months, it might be years, it might be centuries, but if you can wait, I will find you. Okay, there's got to be a big action scene coming up here. Strap in, folks. Strap I want in. everyone to be ready yeah. for nine flash forwards and flashbacks. Here we go. The European oh, bad guys. Julian Moore's running. Yeah. They're on the other side of the cliffs. That's true. The, mm-hmm. the Europeans are looking down from the further side of the... What if he just drew, like... Of the googly eyes <laughs> or like a, a smiley face it's like psych gotcha he knew oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes what oh okay come on guys shuffle down this ridge <laughs> Nick Cage uh, has a hairline that says he should not have long hair. I know. I love long hair Nicolas Cage in this. This is like, you know, this is going to be us someday. We're going to have a period in our early to mid-40s where we're going to grow the hair out one last time. I don't know. Oh! Wow. Wow. So he saw two minutes ahead, but he still decided to stand pretty close to where the guy was going to shoot. Oh. What? Uh, This is a hell of a set piece we're working with here, guys. Where's the water? Show me the water. Oh, that was bad CGI. (laughs) These two guys running down the ridge with these hats. Wow. Wow, she could have killed somebody. Was she willing to do that for him? More CGI. Yeah, obviously he was running in front of that. He waited to duck? Why did he wait to duck? He knew what was... Ugh, this... Okay. The movie is getting there. It's getting there now. It's starting to get bad. Yeah. And I'm loving it. Oh, yes, this... Uh, oh, oh, wow. That is... That's truly bad CGI. That's like PlayStation 2 CGI. That's... Oh. Oh, man. He just got hit. He should have gotten hit by a a wagon wheel and a boulder. I feel so bad for the VFX artists who worked on this. Oh, me, oh, my. Oh. Oh, those logs were not real logs. I don't even think that road was real. She's got the... She, he did, that looks like green screen behind him. Like, was Nick like, I'm not, I'm not shooting anything, anything outside? <laughs> I'm not doing anything outside the studio. Yeah. Dude, I swear, they're gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a twist at the end. Julianne Moore also has the ability. I'm calling it right now. Well, Julianne Moore... Hear, heard it like, here first. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I said Julianne Moore also has the ability. I think she also has the... <laughs> Oh. oh my god. She also has the two minutes ahead of time thing. Did he get knocked out? Nah, it's just really beat. <laughs> Probably with the writing of this movie, Julianne Moore's already in love with him. That's true. It's just gonna turn Here's into a the thing, time. Chris. I'm in love with you. 
And then he turns, you know, a salamander into a rose. She only said that in the flash forward that we we saw earlier. Hmm. So she really likes that phrase. Plant the seeds. Uh oh, uh, they're gonna steal Jessica Biel. Uh oh. Look out for that Nissan Altima. <laughs> that wasn't even subtle. He wasn't even like, "Hey, do you need a ride?" It was just <laughs> yeah. pull up. Also, pistol. what do you think about that guy's hair? I'm thinking about doing that hairstyle. Kevin, that hairstyle was kind of in like ten, no, yeah. fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. In like only Los Angeles. Yeah. Like I, I only. Don't think, I don't think you could do it, man. Yeah, only Orlando, Florida, and Los I'm Angeles. Sorry. He does smoke, actually. Are they holding his eyes open? Okay, so this is clearly an homage to Clockwork Orange. Just so you know, there's this other plot with these European guys, and they're kind of the bad guys. <laughs> Did she say with great power comes great responsibility? No, I think she said freedom. With oh. freedom comes great responsibility. Which they're just taking they're just taking right. phrases from other films. I knew it was you, Fredo. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. We're, we're in the <laughs> lap. <laughs> you know what's cooler than a million dollars? A billion dollars. How, excuse me, miss. You're an FBI agent, and I'm strapped to a chair with my eyes forced open. How does a million dollars or a billion dollars have anything to do with this? Don't you get it, miss? I can only see two minutes into the future. <laughs> we, we need the, the two guys from Brooklyn in their mid-40s yeah. that loudly explain the movie while it's going on. Yeah. Some, someone I mean, needs to give Julianne more the, uh, you know, the uh, exposition. So it seems as though, oh, God. Well, they got to Los Angeles pretty quick from Nevada. So that's not green screen? Above that Los Angeles Times building, but they use green screen for like every other scene. She can't hear you, Nick. Look, Miss, everyone loves to ride a wheelchair, but you're doing it. Oh, oh my God. Oh! Oh! Yeah, they're not gonna show that on, on live news. Guess Jessica Biel's not coming back for next two. <laughs> See, you said next two. 
And it's funny because I, I immediately thought, you think there's two sequels to this? But then I realized when you said next, you meant the movie title. Yeah. The next two. Next to nothing. <laughs> next to, that's good. What else you got? Um, next to next stop. <laughs> next to Jessica Biel dead still. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Uh, I, thought, I thought you were going to get a couple more before they got uh, sad, Kevin. <laughs> hold on, let me try to think of one more. Uh, can you think of Next any? to nothing is... <laughs> you came right out with the big guns, and I don't know <laughs> if we're going to beat that, man. <laughs> So, all right, so if the sequel is next to nothing, then... Uh, what's then, the third? What's, what's the, the end of the trilogy? Yeah, what's the, what's, what's the sequel to the sequel? What's the third one? Because it's got to be... It, it can't be... It, next time's the charm. <laughs> uh, third, time's, th- third time's the charm? I don't know. There's something there. No, it has to be next. Yeah. But it's gotta it's gotta break from the formula a little bit, being the third movie. It's gotta oh, be a little how bit about irreverent. Next two, next to last. And then next three. Last. <laughs> nah, too easy. Next to nothing. See, if I'm ever locked up in a concrete cell, I'd like to have two windows in that cell. You don't get it, you dumb soldiers. Oh. He can see in the future. They're just standing there with the door half open. He's going to fight his way out. It's as if I saw the future, Kevin. Okay, but how can he see the future and still fight as well, you know? Like, it's not like he can... So you think like, if someone has a cerebral power, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be able to, like, be such a kind of martial... Yeah, they don't explain the martial... Like, they don't explain the martial the arts and the uh, yeah, ability to kick ass. I would I would pay hundred bucks for uh, Julian Moore just be like it's Nicolas Cage he's escaped get him <laughs> <laughs> oh we might get my chance here how about how about next three next in line yeah oh that's that pretty a good, good one you like yeah. that man I could go without Nicolas Cage running. It's not pretty. <laughs> Look at that! It is not pretty. Okay, I think they need to do in drama school, they need to do uh, a course in a semester called Running in Film. I, I honestly think I could teach that, yeah. that course. I think so too, because like, these runners are bad. And it's literally just... These runners to, can't act. These runners can't act. <laughs> these actors can't run. These actors can't run. <laughs> And it's it's literally like all you gotta do is like just train them in some basic so, runs. So they're still yeah. running, and yeah. they're followed by that two one, FBI vehicles yeah. behind them going slowly because and, they're yeah. running in front of them. And and literally neither of those two guys were willing to run past Julianne Moore, even though she's like, we gotta get him. Uh, okay, so uh, chief. <laughs> uh, uh, chief, are you sure about that? Uh, chief, maybe we should go up the other end. I'm just going to shoot him. That's <laughs> Julianne Moore in this movie. Yeah. She's like, I'm sick of filming this bull crap. <laughs> this stupid film. 
I'm just gonna kill him. So, so Julian Moore, when they were in the room where Nicolas Cage has it, had it, has it, had his eyes forced open, and he was seeing things on the monitor, Julian Moore couldn't see those things, right? No, she couldn't see it in the future. So she was. They were forcing him to have visions of which only he could see. Yeah, and here's the thing about filming this podcast to this is I realized Nicholas Cage really are hard. Ba- Nicholas Cage are bad films because he mumbles yeah. the entire time through. Like, I've understood Julianne Moore. I think I've probably missed about, like, 35 to 45% of the dialogue in this movie, but I don't feel like I've actually missed much, though. Yeah. So now he's explaining the vision he had. Was that? Did you hear that? Was that an accent? And I know who has her. Maybe she was uh, in between filming uh, her Boston accent scenes for 30 Rock. Oh, goodness gracious. You help me, I help you. <laughs> Just a little Kennedy. Oh, I scratch your back and you scratch mine. Yeah. Shut it down. That's it's, another it's, 30 Rock reference. It's, it's for lines like that that they had to get Julianne Moore. Yeah. Can you think... I can't think of anyone else in this role who could sell the lines as well as she is right now. She is Julianne Moore the best is the part highlight of, of this she's movie. She's the best part of this movie. Yeah, without a doubt. Because she's doing... What's it called? Oh, yeah, acting? <laughs> she's doing... Oh, our sniper with the silencer. That's not a real gun. Yeah. That Everyone literally looks like... That's how you handle a gun. This looks like the end of like a, like the vacuum extender. Gimmick. Hey, you big dumb idiot. I got him. I didn't see the bullet go through him. There's no blood, but I got him. <laughs> oh, we can't call it in. They really shut down those cell towers They real quick. really put the broadband oh! production on the cell towers. All right, we're just going to fly away. You get it, Kev? He's a magician. He's a magician. He's a magician. He's a magician. But not enough time. So, the license. The function of Jessica Biel's character in this whole movie is to be duped by Nicolas Cage into loving him and then to be kidnapped by the baddies, and the used poorly as a, developed used baddies. Uses a damble, damsel used in distress. As a damsel in distress. That's a disservice, man. All right, we're going into one. I got to find that Jessica Biel magician movie to watch after this to show that uh, Jessica Biel can act. Yeah. Because I think she can act. She can. Yeah, isn't she supposed to be in? There's that TV show that was on USA. I think she got like nominated for. Suits? I think no. Is it called The Sinner? I think. It's supposed to be pretty good. We'll have to look it up and talk yeah. about it on our next grab bag pod. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be pretty good. 
Ooh. That is a lot of explosives. Overkill, one might say. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like a bomb that's strapped to a cell phone. How, wait, right? how can how can he see this? Yeah, you know, we're, we're just we're we're at this we're, point we're going with all different kinds of ways Nick Cage can see yeah. the future. There's n- really not a lot of narrative consistency yeah. here. The established reality is gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're the jumping whole, all over the board. The here. whole two minutes concept is like it's gone. Oh, he oh, so now he's reaching into the future, future. and he's rippling. What if he just time and oh, space? I would love space to space time. I would love to see that scene where they um. He reaches into the future and just like pulls off the dynamite explosives, <laughs> and they're and like Jessica Biel's just sitting there in a wheelchair, tied up, confused. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. there's a little bit of established love story with the bad guys. Why? I don't know if that, that did nothing middle, for the plot. Yeah, that didn't do anything for me. Oh. So so immediately, Nick Cage is forgiven yeah. by the authorities. So quickly. Hey, that took 10 minutes hey, of Julian Moore talking. Hey, you beat the shit out of my best friend about <laughs> 25 minutes ago, but god damn, man. But Help this us is out. show business, so yeah. they ain't no business. Yeah, it kind of looks like it says FB1 on their patches. Do you think like, look cause... when you get another shot of Julian Moore. I don't know, man. No, this is a big block letter I. Okay, so we're and, getting and, an aerial shot of the docks, and it's it. My palms are starting to sweat a little bit. I want the climax of the movie to be at the docks, and I can't tell you. I how think much I, I would called do for that. that the climax would be at the docks. Did I not? You you. Yeah, may I have. was thinking it at least. I, I can't. I can't. You I know, was like, I can't go. Two you can't back have a docks past. action set piece and have no action you, happen at you, the docks. Yeah, this is Chekhov's docks here. We've been <laughs> thinking about it for about. Are you gonna name a Chekhov's thing every every film? Every goddamn episode. Chekhov's elevator doors. Yeah. Chekhov's docks. But that was for real. Chekhov's elevator button, and it never came true. Yeah. Wasn't there a part? Th- Let's not talk about Naomi Neelox. That's not what we're focused <laughs> on right now. The crazy part about this podcast that you and I are doing where we where we watch oh. shitty movies is that we're going to talk about these shitty movies yeah. outside of the podcast, just in our personal life. Yeah, and it's it's like two hours of our life once a week. Ugh. So, all right, so we're at the docks, and, and just just going down now, despite the, yeah. the silly things Kevin and oh, I are talking I love, about. I love when they... FBI just they hang off the car like no one ever like like in like in Grand Theft Auto when you get four stars yeah am I right but I I like that because it's like how are you holding on to the car like well you're holding on to your big ass yeah. rifle with your left hand yeah. your off hand and then you're holding on to the car with uh you know with your right oh Someone give Nicolas Cage a gun, please. Please. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is strolling! <laughs> I want that to be my new computer background. Him as FBI people are just firing and being fired upon. Yeah. That was a poorly Him executed strolling. action kick. Oh. She's still wearing a bomb. Yeah. And, uh... 
and Hans here is <laughs> still chasing after Goff. her. <laughs> Renee. Yeah. Watch the guy come out to confirm the kill. Yep. Kill confirmed. Yeah. I feel so like far, things are going haircut. pretty well for the FBI. I feel like the guy with the bad haircut in the European uh, terrorist group is always Hans. Yeah. Because of Die Hard? I, well, yeah, I feel like if, you, if you're if you a European terrorist, you kind yeah. of default to Hans. Because of... McCrane. Alan Rickman. That's pretty good. Can you do, um, like, uh... Perhaps. No. See, I, we, I, we were doing it, like, last McCrane. week, and it was good, and... and and I was I was telling people that my Alan Rickman was really good after I was doing it with you and Steve, and then I I, I can't replicate it. I gotta drink a glass of milk first. Mm. Hey man, Mr. Potter. That's pretty good. Perhaps uh, some time in detention would serve you well. That okay? That that was pretty good. Just to toot my own horn. Anyway, back to next. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, you can understand if you're listening now how kind of done we are with this movie. <laughs> yeah, we've checked out a little bit because I feel like we just know what it is at this point. Oh, and oh. that's fine. It's still it's almost a little bit do exciting. You, do you know what this movie needed? It needed like a Three distinctive like terrorists. Hans like. Terrorists. There's too it, many it, European it, terrorists. Yeah, there's too many. There's like three or four. We're yeah. To, what's like, that guy? Shoot him. Shoot with. him. Why is he like one? We need one honcho terrorist yeah. who's like has a motivation. And yeah. we understand, and then all the rest of them needs to be need to be like you know the prototypical like completely um, easily killed henchmen, and there needs to be the, like the one big bad. Yeah, and we didn't get that. They didn't. They didn't the set one that up big right. bad, the one big bad henchman, and that's it. Though we definitely are getting our like Call of Duty at the docks yeah. shootout right now. Yeah, exactly like we wanted. So we gotta be happy a little bit. Are they getting on a ship? Yeah, they're dude. getting on a container ship. <laughs> that is a hell of a getaway vehicle, gotta say. Yeah. Do you think at one point someone's gonna be like, start this boat, we're getting out of here? <laughs> like, they, they can actually pilot the boat. <laughs> Sir, this vessel tops out at five knots. <laughs> Dear God. I'll tell you one thing, though. Um, this movie... Did not really have many scenes of uh, the FBI dying, and I think that's because uh, Nick Cage has been just like there he comes. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool to watch Julianne Moore like take point walking down a hallway. And Nick Cage uh, just tap her shoulder. Yeah, just tap her on her shoulder right oh. there, right there, right now. Yeah. Okay, so please now, show them explode. Please now show them we're, explode. we're setting up a good scene. We're one set, more gimmick. We're, we're in a control room, and there is one trip laser you know, yeah. mind thing or, or, you know, explosive going on. And Nick Cage is, he's having a bad feeling. Do you think that guy is going to go home to his wife, pour like the tallest glass of whiskey he's ever had and just be like, Honey, I love you. I've had the most crazy day. It was this guy in this bomb <laughs> jacket and gray t-shirt. 
And, you know, kind of mid-40s, a little more hair than he really needed. But he just showed up and he started telling us what to do, and it was working, so we just kept doing it. Life's pretty good. I must say, um, I think I developed an affinity for submarines from watching movies like Hunt for the Red October and, um, you know, that other submarine movie. There's that one with Jude Law that just came out a few years ago that's pretty good. I would love to see that. I haven't, I haven't heard about it at yeah, all, but I, I love submarine movies it, and, yeah. and the internal workings of submarines and those tiny little passageways on submarines and boats. That <gasps> okay, so Nicolas Cage just got shot in the chest. Shot through the heart! And your Nick Cage gun, you give love a bad name. Bad name. All right. Oh, our boy. Our boy Hans. Shh, don't shoot him. Uh, Jay, keep me floating, <laughs> running in the shadow. Jay, keep and us if, together. And if you can see the future, <laughs> you are definitely Nick Cage. Still fear you say you will never break the never blow up the bomb. For those of you that, that really like Fleetwood Mac, that was for you. Yeah. Oh. <coughs> Nick Cage just ran in two different directions. There's three cages. Oh, four cages. Five cages. So we're blowing up the... Come on, give me another one. This is what I was talking about right at the beginning. I wanted to know how it works. and, and we're, Six, we're, seven. We're getting no background yeah. whatsoever. We're getting no explanation yeah. as to how there's just like 12 Nicolas Cages walking yeah. around this warehouse trying to find out where the bad guys are. I guess this is like him just trying to like stretch his like future abilities. Thinks he's, think, you think he's just flexing? You think he's like going to the gym and just and, and making those muscles bigger? I don't know. Maybe he's, get, he's getting bulkier and he shouldn't be. Right, Johnny? I'm never ever going gonna to hear the end of that. Kevin, you're too big. Okay. Oh! Julian Moore. That is sad. We just lost Tori Kittles. <laughs> you know, Tori Kittles. <laughs> you know, the guy everyone knows. Oh. No. <laughs> oh my god. It's a shame that he couldn't save Tori Kittles. But he can save himself. This is a, a labyrinthine warehouse we got going on mm. right now. Tori Kittles is dead. <laughs> like, who is this guy? Like, he should have been, like, this diabolical villain. And he's just a nobody. Shoot him! Yeah, we don't know I don't care. About him. And it doesn't matter. Don't patronize me. Dude, listen to Julianne Moore. Bad. <laughs> I'm not the best shot. 
but we already had that scene in the shooting range, so we know she can shoot. That is called bad writing. <laughs> no, that's called good writing, Kevin. You and I know that. Hmm. We got a lot of paperwork. <laughs> oh, man. We forgot about this whole nuclear missile. See, I was God, I was hoping this movie was the end of the movie. Was the end of the movie. <laughs> I really thought that was it. Oh, now he's got to like, stop so a missile. So we have 18 minutes, as indicated by that perfectly uh, shot screen right there. Oh, my God. So we have 18 minutes until this my nuclear God. bomb is going to go off. I made a mistake. Oh, that's bad CGI. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that was bad. That's admirably bad CGI. No. 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 I'm not doing this again. No. We just cut back no. like 40 minutes. It, movie time, not uh, not universe, uh, you know, next universe time. We just hey, you want to get out the of the California Nevada area like oh as quick as we can? God. Okay, so I feel like that's like a very Philip K. Dick. Is that the world's gonna end no matter what, or 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 that the bomb's gonna go off no matter what? What did we do that for? We, that was a lot of time we just spent for nothing. I feel like the writers were like really satisfied with that. And like, I would love to have been in the theater seeing this a, like six, seven beers deep and just hear the, come on. What? Come on. Well, are you kidding? Don't wake her up. Don't wake her up. Just go. It's better if you just go. He looks... Maybe a month. Maybe a year. Maybe a year. If you, if you can wait, I can find you. Kevin, I'll always find you. Can we just say that to each other every time we like 
leave the house, the other person's in the living room. It may be a month. Yeah. I'll be back. It may be a year. Maybe a day. Maybe a week. But if you wait for me. If you wait for me, I'll record another podcast. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Jessica Biel and that PG-13. Yeah, this is another one of those uh, shots that I didn't yeah. think we were going to get. <laughs> You gave the director Where and they show the top yeah. boob, yeah, the over boob, yeah. What tell about us. the future, Nick? Tell us. It changes because you looked at it, Kevin. Chevy Tahoe with Arizona license plates in Nevada. See, there is like, there is like, a, the background here, like the the themes that they're working with. Yeah. Are interesting. Yeah. You could make a great movie out of the building blocks of this movie. Yeah, and someone <laughs> definitely wanted to do that. <laughs> I think someone tried really, probably a few people tried and thought that they were yeah. going to be able to do that. And then they heard that Nick Cage was going to be the lead. All right, so who do you think could have been a better lead for this movie? That. Oh. That. I gotta admit, I'm taking off. Uh, I'm taking off guard by that. Yeah, the credits scene. No, we just saw into the future. The credits, and they're going uh, from top down. Even bottom up. Just silly. Just, just silly. And we don't want to see true memoirs of an international assassin. You know what? I think Kevin James could have been better in that role instead of oh. Nicolas Cage. I'm gonna throw out someone, and um, I think uh, this might. Uh, throw you off a bit. Okay. But how about Jason Statham? An action star. I don't think he could have pulled off the the thoughtfulness because Nick Cage has those quiet moments where he actually does do the right thing and just has a mm. little bit of a blank stare. You can't you can't pull that off with Jason Statham. Though there definitely would have been moments I in think, this movie where Jason Statham made more sense. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying, trying to think who else. Uh, what other? What other A-list actor? It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been Marky Mark. No, no. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been Pitt. You know how about this? You or this, Leo? How about like Paul Walker? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he would have been really good. Yeah. Way more charming than Nicolas Cage. Way more believable that Jessica Biel would want to be with a guy that looks like yeah. <laughs> that looks like Paul Walker. Yeah. Because I mean, let's be real, that just makes sense. And and the driving, you know, is is better. I I like that, Kevin. I think that's a good one. Oh man, I'll tell you one thing though. Um this was bad and it it, it it it's like you said it's weird because there are decent ideas in this film like Naomi and Eli's <laughs> No Kiss List was a movie with no idea yeah there was no ideas at all in and that movie it was just the weirdness of it and the like we're trying to be quirkiness of it that didn't come across was funny and this was just like this was a big budget film what could have been that really was trying hard yeah. to be a, a a good, exciting, popcorn, big-budget film. Yeah. But the fact that it came from Philip K. Dick... Philip K. Dick. I don't think you can... 
don't know. I don't. I don't know if like the the interesting science or the interesting like supernatural parts of this behind it can really combine with like a a, a big budget and uh, you know the big stars to make like a really good actual yeah. popcorn movie. Unless you don't have Nicolas Cage in it. This was a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. It wasn't. A, yeah. It wasn't a overacted Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, this is there wasn't many scenes that like would be in like a compilation of Nicolas Cage. No, you're not going to see unfortunately any scenes from this w- w- in a Nicolas Cage. Other than Cage. can you think of anything that you would might you might throw in there? Maybe the scene where he's dodging the punches. Maybe that whole sequence where he's meeting uh Jessica Beale's character for the first time. Yeah. That and just, I think some of the facial reactions in this, I, were, I got a good chuckle out of. Yeah, we got some classic. Like when Nicolas Jessica Biel first walks in yeah, the diner. Yeah, we got we got Jessica Biel being aloof and unaware of yeah. the insidiousness of. I mean, the shot Nicolas of him Cage's with character. the cigarette and the martini walking down the strip was pretty funny. With that the was cop great. standing, walking right behind him. Yeah, that was nice. I liked that. That yeah. was that was before the movie was, in the movie. Ironically, and. Nicolas Cage gained his best Oscar win for Leaving Las Vegas. That was a movie? Yeah. That's another one I haven't seen. Add it to the list, Kev. All right. Um, so we're at the end now. Uh, if you listened along with us the the entire way through, we salute you. We thank you. Uh, yeah. As always, please email us at uh, kickingandstreamingpod at gmail.com with... Uh, any feedback, any uh, words of encouragement, and of course, any recommendations for crappy movies that you would like us to watch. Um, Honestly, we would rather share an experience with uh, our listeners with a crappy film than keep going through this Netflix schlock, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's a fun concept, this podcast. I really like it, but uh, man, like... Two bad movies. Yeah. Two bad movies. I mean, I think I, I think we knew and we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Yeah. Um, so, for Kevin Hill. Well, we still got a few seconds left, it seems like. A lot of, like, protecting themselves with civil liability. Yeah, there's a lot and of legalese there at the end. This wasn't anybody, we swear, you know. You know. Were there any animals that they... Uh... Didn't see anything. No. And back to Paramount. All right. I think uh, we're done. I think that'll we're do done. it. We're done. Well, uh, again, thank you to our look listeners. At, just look at the... <laughs> I don't know if this is happening the, the, with you guys on Netflix, but there's a little thumbnail of just Nicolas Cage staring at Jessica Biel in the top left corner of our uh, Netflix screen right now. Quick, quick, Kevin, click back. We're gonna, Oh, no. Oh, we almost had to watch a trailer for a Kevin James movie. <laughs> that was close. Yeah. All right. Oh, remind me... Um, in our next episode to talk about the uh, Kevin James sitcom thing. I think it's the most ridiculous thing about his wife swap in that show. Oh, well, good. Now I'm, now I'm intrigued. Yeah. Now I'll have, uh, we'll have something to talk about. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about next on our, uh, next just, episode. Yeah. On our <laughs> next episode, we'll just kind of do a, a regroup, a little wrap up. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I think we'll try to do a deep dive into Jessica Beale's filmography and try to find... I think that's a pretty shallow dive, my man. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be diving in the shallow end. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> wow. All right. I'm done for the podcast. And Drive home that, safe. Thank you, everyone. And good night. Thanks for watching and listening. <laughs>